This podcast of local Brattleboro history is brought to you by Brattleboro Savings and Loan, the Bank of Brattleboro. It was 60 years ago this week that the residents of Brattleboro saw the first diagram of how the coming of the interstate would impact the town. A gigantic front-page illustration of the three exits that would be created with the construction of the interstate was plastered across the front page of the Brattleboro Reformer. In 1956, the federal government decided to build a national network of 41,000 miles of highways across the United States. The federal government would pay for 90% of the cost and the state governments would pick up the other 10 and would be responsible for the roads and their maintenance in the future. The average cost of interstate construction was $1 million a mile. While many were excited with the idea of connecting the nation together with high-speed road travel, not everyone was happy with the decision to bring the interstate through town. In Wyndham County, 340 properties were seized by the state government and approximately 2,000 acres were taken to construct the thruway. In Brattleboro, there were about 100 properties that had some or all of the land seized and there were 23 homes that would need to be moved or demolished. Shirley Wright lived in one of those houses on Northern Avenue. Northern Avenue was a street located between Allerton Avenue and Brattle Street that was demolished and became the second interstate exit in town. Ten years ago, Shirley Wright was interviewed by the reformer and she said, The woods and meadows out behind Northern Avenue were beautiful. It was all land owned by the retreat. We used to ski down the retreat pastures. You can still see part of that hill on the northbound land past exit 2. Our living room is now in the middle of the southbound lane. The creation of the Exit 2 overpass has also caused the state to change the path of the Whetstone Brook. The interstate was originally planned to pass through New Hampshire and not Vermont, but Senator George Aiken had more seniority in Washington, D.C. than the New Hampshire delegation, and the path was changed so Vermont would benefit from the highway. In an ironic twist, George Aiken's birthplace in Putney was subsequently paved over by the interstate as the highway headed north. When designing the thruway, states were given the responsibility to hire appraisers who would make offers to the property owners. If the property owners disagreed with the appraisal, they could go before the state highway board during compensation hearings and plead their case. Over half, 52 of the 100 Brattleboro landowners, appealed to the state highway board for a more favorable appraisal. If the landowners didn't like the outcome of the compensation hearing, then they could take the state to civil court. 33 of the landowners, one-third of the affected folks in Brattleboro, took the state to court asking for more compensation. One of the more unique requests came from Reverend Tegnell, who lived on Chestnut Street, which would be cut in two by the interstate. Reverend Tegnell asked for $2,000 in compensation. Before the construction of the interstate, he could walk 300 feet down the road to visit his friends, but after construction, he would have to walk almost half a mile to get to the same place on a now-divided Chestnut Street, and he was hoping to be compensated for the inconvenience. It was 60 years ago this week that Brattleboro saw the first plans for the interstate and began to contemplate the changes. Information for this week's show was gathered from the Brattleboro Historical Society files maintained by Harriet Ives. Thank you for listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the program.